Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Look Back Podcast. I am Sam Holt, joined as always by the lovely Maddie Kroll. We are brought to you by DrRoto.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. Maddie, we're looking back, but we're also looking forward. forward. It's a little bit reverse today because we are just talking all Super Bowl and making our predictions and dissecting who we think is going to walk away victorious this weekend. I'm excited. Are you excited? I am so excited. This is the best time of the year. Don't you agree? Yeah, this is this is like, you know, second Christmas because this is what we've all been working for so hard all year. This is all of our analysis mm-hmm. for fantasy, but also going towards real football. Like all kind of culminates here to the big one. And I'm very excited. We've got Thank two you. great teams that we are both equally very excited about talking about Rams versus the Bengals guys jump in here in the comments so we can hear from you Albert thank you so much for tuning in saying good evening ladies we're always joined by Albert he's the best I like him a lot he's fantastic he really is Albert both of us tried to click you up at the same time that's why I was giggly that it just didn't go Click, 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 click. <laughs> love it um and cheers to everyone you know it's Tuesday but you know why not because this the Super Bowl is a party and we're just both we're getting started spirit. early. Yes. Why not? You I know? do have a big girl drink. It's just in a cute cup. And that's totally fine. I normally have koozies for these. Actually, I have several. I might as well be sponsored by Yeti because I literally have like 10 different forms of Yetis, including the ones that take specifically the seltzers. So I should be sponsored by Starbucks because I don't care what it is. I will drink it out of a Starbucks cup. <laughs> This morning I had my coffee in here. Midday I had my water in here, and now I'm having my alcohol in here. So, I mean, hey. just utility. There you go, Starbucks and Yeti. Please get at us because you're missing out on some good sponsorship opportunities. Obviously. All right. So Maddie and I want to go over the Super Bowl a little bit different. We're not going to make our predictions yeah. at the beginning. You have to stay tuned until the end to hear which teams we're each taking. So we're going to both argue. The positive and negatives of each team. So we're going to go mm-hmm. first. We're going to start with the Bengals and cover why we think they're going to win and why we think they could lose. So let's start. Let's argue the positive. Let's start off the first, you know, two minutes of the show on a positive note and talk why we think the Bengals could win this game. Okay. Do you want to go first? So looking mm-hmm. back at the previous games of just just looking at the postseason because I feel like the Bengals have really hit their stride the last couple weeks of the season and when you look at how they paired up against their opponents obviously against Tennessee the Bengals and mostly Joe Burrow was able to still get the win despite a very stout defense and that's the thing that I think the Rams have in spades over the Bengals in this matchup is their incredible defense. However, they have to also compete against the Joe Burrow swagger train that just will not be stopped by any pummeling, let alone nine sacks in a single game. So for me, I feel like having such a crazy stat. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a crazy nine stat. sacks and the quarterback came out with a win. And I think he threw for insane yards, didn't he? Yeah, I think he had just over 300 yards as well. So yeah. and it he has a crazy amount of this veteran mojo that is packed into such a young career. So I feel like when he takes that against this defense and he can use his quickness, this is going to help set him apart and what's going to give him the edge in order to beat 
the Rams. So you know what's my- so funny is you said his veteran. <laughs> what did you call it? His veteran. I like, forgot already. Swagger. I already had too much of this. So I-, <laughs> <laughs> I just I think it's so funny because I think it's the opposite. I think that he's just so like ignorant, not ignorant <laughs> as in like dumb, but he's so oblivious to the fact that he, he should not know. be winning with nine sacks. Yeah. He's just going out and doing it. It's almost just like sometimes ignorance is bliss. And like I think that that's where he's at. It's just are you it's, saying you like shouldn't be winning with nine sacks? And it's like it didn't even cross his mind. Like at no point during that game was he like, man, like I'm getting the shit beat out of me. <laughs> Do I want to keep doing this? He just yes. kept hustling. Yes. I mean it's, that in the best way. It just came no, out. No, absolutely. Really wrong. It's kind of like uh, you know, when you're so young and you're so new to love and you've just never experienced heartbreak. He's never had heartbreak yes. in the NFL. He's so never he's, actually had heartbreak in his college career either because he's just been a right. winner. take away the one year that he He has no baggage but yeah he has no baggage he's got a little bit of scar tissue to to me it seems like it's made him stronger slightly so kyle (laughs) hey kyle and uh yeah maybe that's it he's just the it's the ignorance is bliss you know he's just not experienced the heartache so he doesn't have the yips that you would normally get from that yeah that's that could also be his edge is that one reason why you think it's going to go in the positive category for the Bengals and why they could win i don't think it could hurt 100%. I don't think that he gets down on himself or his team. He remains a leader. And just like you said, he has this unspoken swagger to him. He's the cool kid, right? So he has a ton of people rooting for him. His team's rooting for him. His people believe in him. And I say people because not just his teammates or his coaches. It entire Bengals fandom Bengals fandom, they believe in him, and so many other fandom trains have just like hitched their bandwagoner. Yes, for sure, (laughs) they've definitely hitched their bandwagon to the Burrow train, and they want to take it all the way to LA, all the way to SoFi, Mm -hmm. and they want to get the win with him. So I get that too. It's just he has this crazy. Um, it's a draw. It's a magnetic draw of that swagger that's gotten the attention and that's made like just voting on Twitter alone. I mean, I posted one poll yesterday and it was even split 50 50. And the last time I looked at the one I posted today, it's still going back and forth. It's a really tight vote and who we think is going to win. And I think that a big part of that has to do with just the swagger factor that Joe Burrow has. I agree. Okay. So Bengals upsides what could help them win right yes, so yes. We, Bengals upside them. okay um obviously the burrow chase connection right i would say the dual threat with um i don't even know if i want to call it a dual threat because they have some great offensive weapons but i think higgins and chase together mm-hmm. you can't really go man in that situation and be successful yeah um i think that one thing that is a positive that I noticed just from watching film is they were able to change things up going into the Chiefs game, which is really, really hard to do in less than a week midseason when you're in the playoffs, especially when you're in the AFC championship. So the fact that they were able to implement new offensive schemes that late, that quickly and effectively Mm -hmm. is really impressive to me. So I think that that's one thing that they have going for them. Um, Hubbard, I think, is incredibly underrated in the league right now. Mm-hmm. So I think that that helps. Um, I had him in IDP this past season. Not gonna lie. Did you? Mm-hmm. My He's really deep IDP great. league. But yeah, I had him. Um, I'm trying to think of other good things that haven't been mentioned. 
I mean, just talking about that game in itself and just the way that they stacked up against the Chiefs, that was, to me, a big surprise and a big, you know, this is where the rubber meets the road kind of a moment for the Bengals against the Chiefs. And this was one where we thought, okay, well, the Chiefs just, you know, narrowly beat out the Bills. I'm going to say narrowly now because it still doesn't feel fair that the Bills lost that one. But you've got Patrick Mahomes and all of their, you know, Chiefs hey, swagger. And well. Well, Sorry. No, you're good. Um, you've got all of that momentum that the Chiefs have of the years that they now have with so much success going up against the Bengals and the Bengals defense being able to, despite the fact that they did get down early, be consistent and they didn't, you know, give up so easily mm-hmm. against that dominant force they did have to switch things up in order to confuse in order to slow down Patrick Mahomes and they were somehow able to do it so that also says a lot about being able to switch a gear and just also not take their foot off the gas yes one thing that I noticed when I was breaking down the film is we all know that the way the Bengals defense runs is they give up short they give up a lot of completions for short yards right mm-hmm. The one of the ways they beat Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes beat himself by not taking the short yardage. He yeah. kept wanting to be stingy and looking downfield. I don't know that Stafford's going to do that. Stafford will take what's given to him, but he also doesn't make as good a decision. So I think that as long as they can get to Stafford and rattle him up, they have mm-hmm. a really solid chance of winning. I think that for sure we're going to get a thick pick six in this game. Yeah, and, I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, Definitely love I think, it. how did you feel about Hilton, former Steelers? You know, I, Mike Hilton, sorry, I, because yeah, he's I, who I have picked for a pick pick six. I do love that. I mean, I love Mike Hilton. I mean, I feel like any, any man that was a Steeler holds a place in my heart and I'm, is just, it's always going to, it's going to be hard to say anything bad about the guy. I mean, you know, fantastic player and just, I definitely love that you've picked him. Yes. Thick six. Hashtag. Um, I love that you picked him for the thick six for the Super Bowl. I think that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. I No, I you're digress. good. <laughs> let's, let's pivot this since we're say, staying so positive on the Bengals for the first half of this show. And let's continue to kind of pile on the Rams and why this, why this could end up with the Bengals win and the misses that we think the Rams are going to have. And I think that you bring up a really good point just in that coverage of that game. Watching Stafford against the Bucks was very frustrating because there was a lot of times when he had amazing short yardage plays, but mm-hmm. then when he tried to air it out something over 25 yards, it was either 10 to 15 feet over his receiver's head, or it was so wide left that it was surprising it didn't get picked. So I think that the Bengals can have success against him as long as they, you know, force him to have to continue to do those big throws because his accuracy has not been what it should be in those big, big plays. I will, I, I do know he did have the big play to Cooper Cup in the last one. I get it. There is, there's always going to be one to Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. But if it's not to Cooper Cup and he goes to someone else, he's going to be likely to throw an interception. What's wild, what's going to be interesting is to see if they run cup as only a slot receiver or if they're going to move him out that's one thing that i'm so are we going to are we going to stick to the same things that we've been seeing all year from these teams or is it going to change up i do think the Bengals are going to change things up just because they changed them up going into the afc championship that's the only reason i think that that's going to happen stafford does not make good decisions 
when he's under pressure. Yeah. And I mean, I keep referencing the Chiefs game, but that's one game that I really broke things down. And the Bengals were able to get to Patrick Mahomes with a three-man rush. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And so that's going to be incredibly interesting. They did that on top of shutting downhill. And so I think that they have a really good shot. We know the Rams are going to come out running out of empty because that's where Stafford's comfortable. He likes to be able to read the defense and be able to pick things. But we're going to be seeing a lot of subfronts here. We're going to be seeing a lot of nickel from the Bengals. And I think that if they play it correctly, they can really rattle Stafford. And that's all it takes. But it has to be towards the beginning of the game to where he's not going to be able to recover. Like you're going to have to rattle them and then go pound in some points. This one from Bo, which is an interesting point. Uh, the Bengals run a ton of three and four deep zone, i.e. not cups forte. Yeah, I I think that they're going to switch up a little bit, though. I mean, yeah. but I think you have you one of them, the best nickel players in the league. Mm-hmm. So why would you not match it up against Cup? And yeah, I do think that he'd be shut down. The other thing is OBJ has been stepping up. He has a lot. I think that this game um, is going to... They're going to have to shut down Cup. I mean, a man who has not been shut down the entire season. And little side note digression, in that Bucks. <laughs> Rams game I think that if I was playing a drinking game for every time Chris Collinsworth said triple crown winner for Cooper Cup I would have been hammered before the second quarter it was ridiculous like if I have to hear that 20 more times at the Super Bowl triple crown winner Cooper Cup yeah we get it he was fantastic but can you use another descriptive word or phrase just say something else like he's not a horse (laughs) like triple crown really I agree but we're gonna get back Okay, I was saying the same thing. I was like, am I watching a horse race? I know. Yes. No, I just, Um, I I couldn't. I was like, so. And it's so hard not to get into the, this is so hard just to argue one side without getting into the other. Yeah. Trying to save, trying to save my comments. But (laughs) yeah, it's the, the Bengals typically don't run split safety, but I think that they might, I think we might see a little bit of that. I think to your point, I mean, they're the team that has been visually the most adaptable to their opponent throughout this entire playoff season. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we're going to likely see that and they're going to have to do that against Sean McVay because obviously we all know he is just a wizard that likes to be crazy creative on both defense and offense with his team. So they're going to have to have some stuff, you know, behind the curtain that they unveil to to fluster them. I'm sure that they're going to do it. (laughs) Absolutely. Kyle saying uh, three stats, three times. Math makes sense to me. Don't abuse it, Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> we agree. We get it. We get it. He, yeah, yeah, just ridiculous. Um, last thoughts on reasons why we think the Rams will fail or why we think the Bengals are going to win before we switch gears completely. And anyone tuning in late is going to be like, wait, did they even talk about the Bengals having a chance? Let's give it t- two more minutes and then we'll switch. All right. So what we have so far, um, reasons why the Rams could fail. We'll start there. Yeah. Stafford. Stafford with interceptions. He throws at least one interception that goes, that takes the 50, 50 of the wins column to 60, 40 for me right away. And it's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, if you watch that 49ers game through the hands on the floor, we're not going to talk about it anymore. No, No, it was close, but but there was a lot of opportunities. If Safford's been consistent with anything all season, it's been interceptions. Mm-hmm. 
And oh, long. yeah. And we're going to, I think that we're going to see one for sure in this game. I'm hoping it turns into a thick pick six. So Stafford is one reason why the Rams fell. Stafford, I think his inaccuracy and his likelihood to have pick. Okay. I do think if the game is managed the same way it was last week, that could be game management could be a big reason. And I know people are going to come at me for hating on Sean McVay, but wow. Hey, that last was on week, him though. Come on. Last week, the week before that, yeah. he, he even said that was, that, that was, was brutal. No. So if, if we get back into one of those situations, that mm-hmm. could be a little tricky for them. Yep. And then Joe Burrow swagger, Joe Burrow swagger. The swagger train is real. Um, the hype train is real. And the fact that I think his quickness is something that when we talk about the best quarterbacks in the league right now, we, you always talk about, you know, Patrick Mahomes quickness, Lamar Jackson's quickness. Uh, you talk about Josh Allen and you talk about all these guys that are able to think on their feet so quickly that I feel like too quickly you could move Joe Burrow down the list. But his ability to react under pressure, I think, is a huge uptick for him and reasons to win mm-hmm. this game. Because we do know that the Rams defense is going to be collapsing as much as they can and running the blitz and bringing it to Burrow. But I yeah, do they're think taking advantage gonna... of the offensive line for sure. Oh, completely, completely, yeah. Which we'll talk about we'll the get offensive to that, line yeah. in like five minutes. <laughs> but what I think that his quickness is going to be something that's going to help him a lot, bring that edge, so that he can have that separation, get open to Jamar Chase, to Tyler Boyd, to T. Higgins, to Joe Mixon. I mean, if they are going to be able to be effective, Joe Mixon's going to have to have a really big game as well. That's what it's going to come down to: is they have to have a balanced offense which is going to be really hard because the Rams are difficult to run against. Yeah. Burrow has to get the ball off quick. He just yep. has to. He's going to continually get murdered in the pocket. They're going to take advantage. And I know that we're going to get into the Rams side of things. This is perfect, though. We're building to it. <laughs> I know. So I'm trying to just focus on the positives. He has to get the ball off quick. The good news is, is he's able to do that while making sound decisions. And he's able to get up on his feet and move a little bit. It's just not going to be the same type of game we saw him have last week. So he's going to have to get the ball off quick and they're going to have to be able to utilize Mixon, even a little bit of P Ryan, but Mixon is a great back. And I think people forget that. Well, um, yeah, because one, most people that have drafted him like uh, over the last couple of years have been burned so much by him that they're kind of refusing to admit that yeah. he's had a good season, myself included. They, the, I don't know if this counts as a negative or positive in my head. I've been kind of bouncing back and forth. One key factor is going to be Uzoma and mm-hmm. if he's able to play and how healthy he is whenever he plays because the Bengals are most successful when they can run 11, 12 personnel. Definitely. Definitely agree with that. And they, when I talk about switching things up, they, they changed up a little bit of their offense last week where they started I keep saying last week against the chiefs and the ASC championship when they started bunching and they were using their running backs and tight ends as blocking personnel that helped them so much. And I think that we're going to see a lot more of that. They're just gonna have to get creative because that's obviously, you know, that the offensive line is your big weakness. So Mm -hmm. you have to do whatever you can to compensate for that. Absolutely. I mean, and that's something that I don't think that, you know, they've really shied away from. Like they're aware that this is a weakness. And as a result, you know, Joe Burrow has to compensate for that with his quickness, with his accuracy. And he's been very good at that all season long. Um, So, 
And then uh, oh, Bo jumping in here and saying Burrow is an elite is elite against blintzes. They should model after the Titans uh, rush for and flood the zones. Definitely like that take as well. All right. Have we talked enough upside for Joe Burrow and the Bengals and talked down enough on the Rams that we can switch gears really hard and I go the opposite so. direction? Not promising <laughs> I'm not going to go back. Sometimes I know. I talk I know. through things, but this is, this I think I'm ready go back to and move forth. on. All right. Now let's talk about the Rams side of the ball and why we think they have the potential to walk away victorious in this Super Bowl. A lot of reasons right here. And of course, top reason for myself, at least on offense, has to be Cooper Cup. Obviously, triple crown winner. No, I'm not going to say that. Obviously, what he's been fantastic about is getting open against crazy defenses and making people miss to the point where it looks like nobody's covering him. He is an enigma and an amazing wide receiver who is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer as soon as he retires. Although it's way too early to talk about that and people have been talking way too much retirement, so I'm not going to belabor that subject right now. But it's his Cup. ability to read defenses and see the field. Definitely. So number one on my list has to be Cooper Cup as to reasons why I think that the Rams are going to end up winning. So first like layer of this positivity starts with Cooper Cup begins there for me. I think I can get behind that for sure. Is that Knox? Yeah, he's he's upset. <laughs> yeah, my dog's sitting here just throwing a golf ball at me. That's nice. He's like, I thought you liked the Bengals. They're cats. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> if you hear weird noises, that is not me. I swear that is my dog. Um, or it could That's be funny. Sam. I don't care if you blame her. Just don't blame me. <laughs> um okay i also agree cup is unbelievable i also feel like obj has to be in the conversation i think Definitely. that now that he's gotten comfortable that is stafford's weapons are definitely going to be a positive for the rams yeah they run incredibly efficient out of empty they run incredibly Third down is really where we're going to see a lot because they've made so many crazy third down conversions and the Bengals have not been great at stopping the third down. No, I think for the Rams to be, to be able to win, they're going to also have to take advantage of the Bengals run defense. And people keep saying the Bengals have great run defense, but it really hasn't been elite. I would say that it's set up to where they allow some yards and it just takes one breakaway, but the Rams haven't been that great at getting the ball through the middle. No, they haven't. I mean, uh, talking about the run game uh, really quickly on that note, Cam Akers is still listed as questionable. They, though Sean McVay has said he expects him to play in Super Bowl, I do still expect him to play. But just as you felt that CJ Uzoma was, you know, going to be pivotal and making sure he can play and be helpful for Joe Burrow, I think it's going to be really important that Tyler Higby get back on the field because it, when oh, he's yeah. there. He's a huge safety net for Matt Stafford. But that being said, and Kendall Matt Blitton, likes that extra protection. He, he yes. creates the extra protection for them. He's a fantastic uh, blocker for him as well. Just a big body that can throw guys around, which he's going to need to do in this matchup. But when you look at their second string tight end and Kendall Blanton, who just had a fantastic game, you know, as long as, you know, he's also fulfilling that void. But if you can still get Higby just to at least be a decoy or just to do some blocking, I think that's going to be hugely helpful for Stafford. And again, add another layer of positivity, why we think that he can help the Rams get a win. I agree with that. I even think that it's just a body thing because for me, I think that it's a... 
I'm so sorry he's being dramatic. That dog <laughs> has some attitude issues. Did he just like I, slam the door and walk away? Just like, fine, you're not paying attention. Literally throwing his golf ball against the wall right now. My my dog's name is Callaway and he loves golf balls. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've gotten Wait, it. The he, his name is Callaway and he loves golf balls. Like, was that intentional? Yes. No. But I did live on a golf course, and we used to hit golf balls for him to, like, play fetch. He'd run and go get it and bring it back. Oh, that's so cute. It was cute until I moved to a place that did not have a golf course, and he's in an apartment and is throwing golf balls at my wall. I'm guessing – it sounds like you probably don't have carpet on the floors, too, so it's kind nope. of an echoing Hood situation. Floors. Yeah, so I apologize, guys. I, I'm really sorry. I'd scream at him, but that also would not be a good time. Um, no. Where were we? What were we even talking about? Oh, extra bodies. I think that Zapper just likes to know that he has that extra protection, even if it's not doing anything, mm-hmm. because it's just a body there. Um, yeah. So, yes, I agree. Yeah. And back to the Bucks game, too, just the way that, you know, the Bucks defense was able to collapse the pocket so quickly. That's an elite level defense to me. The Bucks defense is full of amazing defenders just across the board. I don't know, though there are a lot of bright spots on the Bengals defense, I don't know that they're the same caliber. So I don't know that they're going to be able to collapse the pocket as quickly. So if Stafford has a little bit more time, that's also going to help him a lot because just like you said, he doesn't react well under huge pressure. If he can have those couple extra seconds because you know his offensive line can hold them off a little bit longer, that's going to help him a lot. Yeah. From what I see with Stafford, where he makes his mistake, Stafford typically reads the defense before he already knows where he's going to throw the ball before the ball snapped. That's yeah. where you can get him. So yeah. I think that if you can come up with enough sub fronts, even if it's something like what we saw the 49ers do last week, where they ran man with cup and then zoned out everything else, he was fooled on that a couple of times. I know that he read through it a couple of times and actually Coop Cup. Oh, Coop Cup. I would, Coop Cup. I was going to call him Coop and I was trying to say Cup. Either way, Cooper Cup. Um, I'll just say the full name. I'm struggling today, Cooper guys. I've got this dog in my lap now. I just <laughs> screamed at him. I muted so I could scream at him. Anyways, he read the defense and got open a couple times. So, but yes, going back to Stafford, I agree. I think that extra protection helps. Definitely. Now, I feel like we've given enough positivity to the Rams offense let's talk about the defense because this I think Mm -hmm. is what's going to help separate them from the Bengals a lot in their elite level defense of course helmed by Aaron Donald and so many other amazing players I mean Von Miller has stepped it up in this playoff sequence like he's been quite absent in my opinion the entire season he's had like fourth quarter saving moments third quarter saving moments but he's been really good this offseason in terms of being able to get at quarterbacks I feel like if he can bring that same level along with Aaron Donald, obviously, I think that they'll have a lot of success. Another person I'm excited to watch against Burrow would be Nick Scott, the safety. I feel like he is going to have the ability to possibly get a pick as well. You think so? I think if I had to bet money on someone to get one, I would say he's pretty high up as well as uh Darius Williams would be have to be high up on my list on potentials to pick I feel like if they can utilize Jalen Ramsey Mm -hmm. in a man-on-man like a one-on-one situation I feel like he's got a really good shot I my only reason why they would put him on chase and yes Burroughs Burrow knows they have that chemistry and some of the catches is 
that Chase makes could have been interceptions if he just if he didn't pull it down the way he did. And those are really difficult catches to make. And then you're going to talk about being at SoFi mm-hmm. against the Rams in yeah. the Super Bowl. That place is going to be insanely loud. It's gonna That's going to be an insane – those are just insane catches to make. So I feel like – it, and I know they don't utilize Ramsey as a man defender, but if they do, yeah, I could see him getting a pick. I, I would agree with you, but I feel like because we we both know that he's going to be on Jamar Chase, I think Jamar Chase is going to make him work for every dollar he That's is true. paid in that game. I think this is going to be a big moment of... I want know, this matchup so bad. <laughs> I, I want it so bad as a football fan. I need to see them, man. Oh, it's it's going to be tough. If we, if we can see that coverage, I think that he's going to have Ramsey so busy that he's not going to be able to take his eyes off of Jamar Chase because he knows that if he does, it's going to be potential for Joe Burrow to sneak in a catch and because he can get it in such tiny windows. I think Jalen Ramsey is going to have a great game because he's going to have one job, and that's to make sure that he covers Jamar Chase completely. That's true. That's true. That's true. So he might not get I'm a pick thinking- because he's so eyes on the prize. That is true. <laughs> Okay, going back to the Bengals, I think that they might switch up Chase a little bit too. I think that they might shorten his little routes and let him do what he did a few weeks ago where he makes those quick little catches and then just tries to sprint downfield mm-hmm. if if they decide to go one-on-one with Ramsey. Yeah. Okay, this defense. That defensive front can do whatever they want, especially yeah. against this puny, puny offensive line. It's. I'm sure it's you bad. have more words for that than that. Puny, tiny, like I'm you know, be nice. Yeah, I know. It's it's the Super Bowl week. They're gonna they're going to the Super Bowl. We though. already like, said Bro was sacked nine times in the tiny game. <laughs> wow, that's a at that point as a quarterback, you like this just respect that you have to have for humans in general to not just be like, do you freaking hate me? Yeah, because I would take that personal. Nine sacks, you can't. After yeah. the fifth one, you couldn't mm-hmm. have said no more. You got to double it. Yeah. No, he obviously Burrow took it on the chin. He took it on the head. He took it on the shoulder. He took it on a huge beat down on his entire body. But at the very least, he was still able to obviously get the win despite all of that. But with Aaron Donald, the man that has made a mantle this season and last season of hands and body parts of quarterbacks that he's taken out, I think that you know, they're just going to have to bring another level just to stop Aaron Donald alone. And if they can stop him, I think Von Miller's going to get at least a couple sacks. Well, and what they've been doing lately is they've been bunching mm-hmm. on one side and setting Aaron Donald to come up and target the interior lineman. So his little swim move that he does, mm-hmm. basically what he's doing is he's taking, it's a one-two step. So he's one-two strong-arming here and swim moving because those guards are taught to immediately off the line. They're making contact and they're supposed to drive. That's how you gain control as an offensive lineman. If you have a guy who's coming at you and he has a two-step head start on you, how do you get position? The momentum's already coming back. You're on yeah. your heels. Yep. 
that's for a good interior offensive line. The Bengals offensive line is not good. And I can tell you it's going to be pancake after pancake after pancake. The issue is, is typically in that situation, Burrow would try to escape and go out. So say that was happening on the left side. He's going to try to escape to the right. He can't do that because then you got Vaughn Miller sitting over there ready to come eat your Cheerios. So where are you going to go? A lot of breakfast. I like all these. I'm getting, I'm getting really hungry. Getting the munchies. <laughs> oh. But yeah, Bo did drop a, a comment saying, don't forget about Leonard Floyd. Also an amazing, amazing linebacker. Um, they just, they have it across the board in spades when it comes to their defensive weapons. That's so good. It's so it's like good. front, the second level. And they're so interchangeable too. You'll see them all switch around and play. It's insane. I had Cheerios for breakfast. Oh, good for you, Bo. Oh, I forgot <laughs> to put that up there. <laughs> Love it. And then Kyle Senra dropping this one in here as well. The Andrew Whitworth storyline is also very interesting. I think he's still listed as questionable, but hopefully he can at least get the start. Another, you know, amazing veteran in his 40s, but still doing amazing things for the Rams. Hopefully he can at least get the start because I feel like he's definitely earned it. Um, an amazing, amazing player as well. But they um, also don't have very many. This has to be his last season, right? They don't have very many in the depth chart. No, tackle. no, they don't. Um, but we don't need to talk about Rams rebuilding because, you know, that's a yeah. whole other episode in itself and how they're supposed to rebuild because we know this is like there is no tomorrow for this team. This is the only time we're going to see all of these guys together because next year the Rams team is going to look 10 times different. different. It's going to be just a huge shuffle, huge mix, maybe not make the playoffs just based on how many pl players are going to lose. But that in itself also to me adds a level of positivity for the Rams because they've put everything on the line this season to get this team together. Oh, yeah. They've gotten, all in. they've traded away all their picks. They've spent all their money and all their cap space. Like they have literally no, no nickel left, which is probably why the nachos suck at SoFi stadium. They just don't have any more money. They've paid all the players. They can't afford better food at SoFi stadium. So I feel it's like also in California. You guys Those are like salads, wraps, vitamin water. <laughs> Come to the Midwest. We're like sparkling barbecue, <laughs> sweet yeah. tea, extra sugar. Hot You're dog. speaking my love language, though, Maddie. You know how much I love barbecue, and I don't Hot know if you know everything. I don't know if you know how much I love sweet tea, but I freaking love sweet. You tea. need to. You need to follow Bo. That man. That man makes me eat things when I'm not even hungry, just because I see <laughs> stuff on his timeline. <laughs> what is up troy love it thank you so much troy for tuning in we really appreciate you and yes we are talking about super bowl i'm sorry i got sidetracked off of the <laughs> as soon as we start talking about food you, you can definitely distract us um okay let's bring this to a big wrap in terms of wow still talking about food somehow but let's <sighs> let's go let's finish this up with a little bow and talk about who we think each other is going to pick for the win do you want me to go with my pick first Yes. Okay. I thought you were going to try to make me pick who you were going to pick. No. No. Okay. I'm going to okay. go with my pick first, and I'm going to go with my head and not my heart. And I can say my heart because I do very, very much love all that Joe Burrow has put on the field. However, I think that what we just finished talking about, the Rams defense, they're going to let they're going to be the MVP of this Super Bowl, and I think that the Rams defense are going to have to step up hugely in order to slow down Joe Burrow. It's going to be a close game but I do still think that the Rams are going to be able to pull it out and get the win. Okay. 
So I am doing the exact opposite. Every part of me that knows football, every part <laughs> of me that's watched film this week, every rational thought that I have is that the Rams are going to win. But my heart wants the Bengals to pull it out. So I'm going with the Bengals are going to win. Yep. I think that they are going to – I think that it's going to be some David and Goliath type stuff where obviously they're coming in as the underdogs. I think something magical can happen. Anything can happen in the Super Bowl. Yep. And I'm just going to say that Burrow continues to level up his play, and he can't do it on his own. But I do think that he has the power to elevate a team beyond their capability. So I'm pulling for a Bengals win. But hey, somebody I love the take. football. I do, <laughs> I do, I do think there's a good chance the Rams could win. But Bengals are my pick. That's who I want to win. I'm gonna throw this comment up because I saw it earlier from Kyle saying, "Are the Bengals the underdogs or the undercats?" Because I fair love it. question. That's fair a fair question. question. That is a fair question. I think I they're the undercats. It. I do think that that they're the undercats. I think by the time we get to Sunday, though, and we are talking Tuesday, and obviously the hype train is just gonna continue to gain momentum before we get to SoFi on Sunday. Will they remain the undercats until then? I'm not sure. I think that it's going to continue to go back and forth on who everyone thinks is going to win. I love the pick. I wanted to make that pick. But you had to be rational. I understand. I, I, I had to I had to just go back and I was like, you know what? No. There's too much on the line. There's too much at stake. This is not going to be you know, that rodeo for Sean McVay again, where he's going to go and make these mistakes. He knows what it's like to be on this losing side of a Super Bowl. He knows what it's like, and he doesn't want to make those mistakes again. I think he's going to make corrections for those mistakes. And I think that is going to help set them apart because they've been there before. They've lost before. I think that there's too much on the line to let a loss go. So I think Stafford is either going to rise to the occasion or he's going to crumble with all of this pressure because we, we watch Aaron Donald on the sideline last week saying like, make this happen, make yes. this happen. Yes. That's can, all of that is compounded. So now you have guys who are like, Oh, this is a possibility. All this pressure is going to come down on Stafford. Mm -hmm. Can he show up and not screw up within the first quarter? Because if he throws an interception or two, it's going to be game over. We'll see. I definitely, but it's agree also with that. in SoFi. Yeah, home field advantage. The Super Bowl's never been lost on a home field. I'm really sorry about my dog. <laughs> You're fine. Your dog's adorable. Don't even apologize for that. Such so much cuteness. I mean, yes, a home team hasn't lost playing on home team team turf. We have a very small sample size for that. Mm -hmm. However, very grateful that I was able to go to SoFi for a playoff game. It is so loud to a next level. That if you think about a normal L.A. crowd, which, you know, I'll attest to this, the L.A. crowd likes to sell their own tickets to make money. So could we see a huge a giant swarm of orange jerseys in the stands? We totally could. And on both sides of the ball, people are just going to be so excited to be to there. Be there. No one's going to be quiet the entire time. That's true. So I think both teams are going to struggle with the noise situation because it is insanely loud. I think the entire game I was screaming, just talking to the person next to me with something as simple as, do you want to go get another drink? Wasn't, do you want to go get another drink? Was, I had to scream it so loud. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I love and I did that. Go get more drinks I'm so sad I'm not going to be there. Wow. I'm sad too. I want to go. I'm so close. I'm going to be able to probably hear and see the fireworks just 
from where I'm at. Yeah, that's even worse. She'll probably be able to hear everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be brutal. I will say I'm not jealous of the traffic, though. Just L.A. Mm -hmm. the way that it is, I think that there it's like it's like when there's rain in the weather. There's Super Bowl in the weather right now, and the traffic has already gotten worse. Yeah. People yeah. literally helicopter. The rich people in L.A. Yeah. helicopter from place to place. Yeah, they do. That's why there's so many helicopter pads on all these skyscrapers. They just keep ma making all the buildings taller so they can get to their helicopters a little bit easier. It's ridiculous. Okay, I love this. Let's wrap this up with this fantastic one from Kyle saying, I love the halftime show. Some locals from Compton and Eminem representing Stafford. This is going to be an amazing halftime show. Amazing. I'm so freaking excited. I mean, how many times do you have to even go into the Super Bowl with people already saying this halftime show is going to suck just based on who is headlining. And, you know, we, I'm sure that you and I both feel different ways about Super Bowl headliners because there's definitely some yeah. that probably cater to our ears more than males ears. But at the same time, I think everyone is going to be very happy with a crowd pleasing combination of artists that they have for this one. Well, and I also feel like it's generational. Yes. Yes, multi-generational. This is going to hit on so many levels um, of nostalgia for fans, but also for young folks as well that are going to be able to enjoy this. I think it's going to be a fantastic show. Yeah. So you have people, Dre, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Snoop, nope. Kendrick. Yep. Okay. Deep down in my little heart, Kyle, I'll let you know. I hope this means that we get a new album from Kendrick. Yes. I oh I God. hope. I mean fingers crossed. Fingers I think it's crossed. gonna be amazing. I think I, so too. I always love the halftime shows. I do. They're always good. They're always good yeah. and they're always I mean, at least there's a lot of showmanship and what you can take away from mm -hmm. one being in LA and all of these artists having homes in LA and knowing like I just have to drive down the street to go do the Super Bowl halftime show. They'll have put in so much time to rehearsals, so much time yeah. for the extra theatrical level. And this is at SoFi, which is a brand new stadium. So just the visuals on this, I also expect to be next level because keep in mind, Olympics 2028. SoFi is also going to be a huge hub for the Olympics. So oh, this yeah. is kind of like a pregame for what we're going to get visually for that. So I'm just it's expecting be unreal. I'm expecting fire. I'm expecting fireworks. I'm expecting just all kinds of craziness. Smoke, I think they're going to have to wait an extra 30 minutes to let everything clear before they start playing a game again because they're just going to go so insane with everything. I love that, though. Yes. Give us more. Give You've us got, more. They've also got that brand new roof on SoFi that's digital, which is a screen on its own. So they'll have to be able to that show all be... this extra stuff. Oh, amazing. I whole, knew, new I tech I nerd side there. of me just showed up. I yes. cannot wait to watch. Okay, prediction. What company is going to have the best Super Bowl commercial? Ooh, okay. Or so, just give me like one of your favorites. I think that... I think Amazon and the Alexa commercials are always really good. And I think I, I just saw a sneak peek of one because this is how Super Bowl commercials are so hyped. People already want to see sneak peeks. But you've been seeing a couple um, of Scarlett Johansson and her husband. Um, what's his Love name? Her, by the way. Colin. Scarlett Johansson's husband. Yeah. Well, no, he's the guy from Saturday Night Live. He's really funny. Colin Jost. Yeah. So the, it's like the two of them being funny together, which we haven't seen before, like, you know, post them getting married. So I'm excited about that. I think it's going to be funny. But I also I'm think that. I'm missing all these sneak peeks. Oh, they're all on, they're all on the ads. I have, have to too many ads that come across my stuff. But <laughs> I'm just excited for the funny ones that are going to be 
you know, the celebrity surprise appearances. I think those are always going to be really fun. I always love the Doritos commercials. They usually have some funny ones. Yeah. The Apple commercials, like for the watch, they've been making me cry. So if yes. they have one, I'm probably going to cry again. <sighs> so emotional. Like, And I don't no, know about okay. you, but I get super emotional during the Super Bowl. I do. Yes. It's just because you know that these competitors have worked their entire life to get to the spot. And I'm not just talking about the athletes on the field, the referees, the analysts, the coaches, fans even. Yeah. That is a once in a lifetime experience. And so there's so much emotion tied to this one game and it affects more than just the players on the field. Fans, especially this Super Bowl. Definitely. I feel yeah. 100% the same way. I've I've told you this before. I mean, sports is the only thing that emotional. I wish it was other things. I wish I could get emotional about regular life stuff besides sports. But like clockwork, watching the opening ceremonies for the Olympics, Olympics. this past week tears multiple yep. times you know it's when it's when you see the one athlete holding the flag by himself representing his country i'm gonna get emotional just talking about mm -hmm. it but it's when you see that when you see storylines of you know the coach that was there before that's walking alongside their athlete and it's just the two of them together for their country i just get so emotional watching all of it ah, and the super bowl is exciting too i cry at almost every single um every single time when they do the opening and you know it's just I can't. <laughs> I I completely agree. Yeah. I get I get hot and sweaty just thinking about it. My Clammy heart starts hands. to race. Yeah, <laughs> clammy hands. I just can't wait to watch it. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you haven't already, please go and vote on the poll that we just posted. I'm sure that Maddie and I will be posting continuously throughout the week to get the pulse on what everyone is feeling on who's going to win this week. Any final thoughts, Maddie, before we wrap up our show? No, I'm excited. I'm. Uh, that's all I've got. I'm excited. Okay, wait. I guess final one. Final, final one. What is your favorite Super Bowl snack when you are out? Buffalo chicken dip. Buffalo chicken dip. Mm -hmm. And I eat it on everything. Chips. Celery, I love. I love carrots, that your delivery pretzels. of that was so like stone cold that it was just like you know if if I no asked questions. you to if I if I called you and said hey I need you to bring a shovel and we got to go drive to the desert you'd be like buffalo chicken dip let's go yeah. like that's like a stone cold answer I'll bring the buffalo chicken dip <laughs> we'll snack on our way there I don't yes. play with snacks Sam I don't I, I love that that's why we're that's why we're like this because we're both so yeah. on top of food yes okay but what's yours ribs. Oh, love ribs. I love ribs. Do love ribs. I mean, and of course, like the hot wings and everything. But ribs. yeah, it's just I when I think Super Bowl, time. I think buffalo chicken dip. Yes. But I, I also agree. Ribs, I'm down. I love messy ribs. I love to have a, had at least three beverages before I get stuck into my first ribs. And then it kind of gets everywhere. And then you get to enjoy it later because you're like, oh, rib. Yeah, fun. Yeah, I'm probably not the cutest person to hang out with on Super Bowl day. Again, was... why we why we're like just separated besties because I am just the worst eater. I eat like I've never I've never eaten before in my life. This is a side note. I know we got to get off here. I was at <laughs> I was at a wing restaurant the other day and I was at a bar and I was just watching a game, eating my wings, watching basketball, you know, keeping to myself. Mm -hmm. And I like all flats, extra wet. That's my thing. Yep. All flats, extra wet. I like to be able to break them and then just get the yep. meat off, one clean sweep, and my belly, I'm done. Yep. Sometimes I have to dunk. This guy sitting next to me was like, 
wow, you really know how to eat wings. It's like, <laughs> yeah. And I ended up going to the bathroom. I had sauce all down the side of my face. And I was like, well, that that's cute. It's fine. It's Love fine. it. Yes. That's my favorite. That's what it is. I've also goodies. had many moments like that before as well, where you're out and you know, you're in your element and someone tries to talk to you. And I've had moments where I can tell someone's like trying to hit on me and like they say something about like, oh, you like watching football? And I turn and just say something absolutely like psychotic about like the defense and the yeah. offense and players I like in the game. And they're just like, okay. oh, and we're done. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> yeah. 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 And okay, but also, if somebody approaches you when you're watching sports, that's on them, right? I know. Because I'm not watching the game thinking somebody's watching me. So whatever unattractiveness you get, that's your own fault. Like, don't come into my world <laughs> expecting something different. Obviously, I'm engaged. <laughs> into the game. Yes. Maybe just don't interrupt my Poor moment words. and wait for the game to end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is completely Wait on, for yeah. a commercial break. <laughs> I love it. All right. This has been an awesome episode. Guys, I hope As you always. enjoyed tuning in and watching all of our shenanigans and funness. Please comment, like, subscribe, follow us on all the social medias. Follow Maddie at Maddie Kroll on Twitter. Follow myself on Twitter at Samantha R. Holt. R. Holt. I love that. Because my full name. The only thing missing is my social security number because I just put the whole thing there. Ridiculous. <laughs> and tweet us what you're having for Super Bowl snacks. Yes. Let's talk snacks. Let's get a full snacks thread going. And I just want to see nothing but gifts of snacks to get me through this week in order to get me to Sunday. And if there is a thick six in this game, I want everybody to video themselves just screaming and tweet it out like let's and, just and let the nfl know we need more let's let the nfl know we need more film the video maybe do a shot after because it's a celebration yes. it's a six six let's get it for the super bowl thank you guys so much for listening again check out all the other content seasonal and dfs tools as william as well as premium access to our staff for all your fantasy sports questions in the members only discord right here at drodo.com thanks guys and have a wonderful week Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out DrRoto.com. And until the next...